0: What's up, Zach Oates here, author, entrepreneur, and customer relationship guru. Welcome to Give an Ovation, growth strategies for restaurants and retailers, where we find industry leaders to share their secrets to grow your business. This podcast is sponsored by Ovation, the actionable guest feedback tool that works on or off premise and is easy, real time, and actually drives revenue. Learn more at OvationUp.com. Welcome to another edition of Give an Ovation. Uh, so excited to have Stephanie Jarrin with us today. Stephanie, thanks for being here. Thank
1: you so much, Zach. So excited to have the conversation. Thank
0: you. Awesome. And she is an incredibly talented, impressive person. Um, let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie. In the last 15 years uh, that she spent in the hospitality space, she worked away from hostess to all the way to executive. Now she runs her own consultancy. Working with brands like Garden Catering, uh, Bear Smokehouse Barbecue, Nora's Cupcake Company, where she consults, speaks, and trains on uh, culture, on operations, on leadership, on safety. Uh, she is a total rock star. Really excited to have you here, Stephanie. Um, so, first of all, tell us a little bit about what you do as a consultant.
1: So what I what I do is I work with independent restaurant owners, and sometimes not always restaurants, some businesses too, but mostly restaurants and that have multiple units, but generally under 10, under five uh, units in total, and that are really looking to grow and expand. And so what I do is I work with the leadership, work with the managers, and really help them get clear on their brand and their brand values, and build an operation around that, making sure their systems and processes really align with their brand mission, and create a system that's very replicable. Mm-hmm. So from that moment, we sort of lead up to a new restaurant opening, and I help guide them through those systems, train the trainers who are going to train the new team, and sort of see them through that restaurant opening process.
0: And one of the things I thought was really cool when we when we talked last time was about your how you love to see people work from the bottom and work their way up. Um, Because that was that was your story, right? That's kind of what you did starting with the hostess going all the way up to a restaurant executive. What was that journey like?
1: Oh man, it's a, it's, it's one of those things that just snowballs, just like my consultancy um, job as well. But I, I started as a hostess, and I was too bossy, so they put me on the expo line, (laughs) and then that's where I really fell in love with the kitchen and like you know, you know, vibing with the cooks. And then I needed, you know, I'm one of those people that needs to learn all the pieces. I need to see how Mm -hmm. the pieces fit together. Mm -hmm. So then I went into the kitchen and sort of went through the kitchen and like now you know everything. So now you become a manager, and it's just one of those things that kind of goes over time. But what I feel where I feel it really impacts my work now is as I work with the leadership and owners of companies, sometimes they are really removed from the operation. And so I think that I really can lean on my journey and I love working with the members of the team. Like I want to go into the restaurant, talk to their cooks and talk to their dishwashers and work with them side by side and really get a frontline view of what's going on. Cause it's really easy to sit around a table and decide how you think it's supposed to go but how it actually goes is sometimes a different story so i try to blend those two pieces together
0: so what are you seeing right now as you're working with these brands what are you seeing on the on the training side the operational side uh what what has stood out to you in the last you know currently of what people are doing that's that are that's uh, successful and uh what you what you see some plans are that you think are going to be successful
1: I mean, I'm seeing a lot of different avenues, and I think we're. I think what's interesting is the innovation that's happening, and and really seeing different brands taking different approaches. So some brands shut down and completely closed their doors, and now mm-hmm. you're sort of seeing the emergence of them opening back up and just doing takeout and curbside. But they really took that time to get clear about what that process is going to look like. Um, some other companies, like a lot of quick serve restaurants who are kind of takeout focused anyway, they might have a couple of tables in the restaurant, but really they're the dominating force is takeout anyway. I've seen those guys do all right. Um, I have a couple of clients who are in that space. And even though it was a roller coaster of guidelines changing every day, they were able to adapt pretty quickly because they only had to remove the the six tables that were in their space, um, you know, and put up the plexiglass and do some of that. Um, and I'm seeing now, you know, it's what, what day is it? I don't know. It all blurs together, but yesterday was the day that restaurants were allowed to reopen. And so I see a lot of big sit down restaurants now coming out with new patio spaces and the, the towns that are giving them more space around their, their location to create a patio with lots of room um, are being super innovative and really putting their heart into it. I mean, the restaurant industry is full of really passionate people, and when they want to do something, they're going to figure it out. And I think that's one of the one of the really great things that I'm seeing now.
0: Yeah, I, I love that idea of the that patio, like expanding the patio, because a lot of places there's not as much regulations on outdoor seating as there is on indoor seating. Um, yeah. And and what are you seeing in terms of training? What What are people doing to prepare? What are people doing for training to to make sure that they are either in compliance or, or keeping up with the new normal.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, there's a lot I, I could say here. I think training in and of itself is in a moment of like a golden opportunity right now because mm-hmm. training forever. And I think in many industries is one of those things that's like the first thing to get cut when things need to get cut. Right. And, you know, restaurants I have seen you know, hiring people because they need bodies, and they sort of rush them through that. But now with this COVID nineteen pandemic, we have to really be careful about how we bring them in, and everything has to shift from how we're interviewing people. You know, are we letting a you you holding interviews in your space all day, and maybe out of the four people you interview, you only hire one. Now you've exposed you and that person, those other three that were a no, that you didn't really need to expose yourself to. Right, so, right. you know, how are how? Are, and one of the things I'm working on is how can we utilize Zoom and things like this to really do some of that process ahead of time and keep that distance, um, and really bringing people in. And you know, other things we have to look at with training is like when people come in for training, what are we doing to protect them in that process? How confident are they going to feel coming to work every day because their first impression of us at that interview process is is what? How how did they handle the interview? How did they handle training? You know, did they haphazardly do it? It, You know, so I think people who have training programs and someone who can focus on that really have to think about how we can pivot the process to maintain safety and confidence in the team members that are working. And then ultimately that translates to the confidence that the guests feel when they come and have an experience in ordering and take out with us. And so I think moving to a digital space, if they haven't already, is going to be more and more important. And, you know, it is challenging. It takes a lot of work to create the content, to do the videos, to take the photos, to write the information, um, you know, and I think the businesses that took April and May to re- reconfigure and do some of those things are, are going to be a little bit ahead right now.
0: Yeah, so I, I I think about that employee training aspect of it. It does take a lot of time. Like, how, how do you have time? How do you make time to create that that content?
1: I think uh, for me, it's one of the things that I help my clients do. So, you know, if they have me on their team, like, I'll do a lot of that for them. But, you know, not everybody has an extra person that's, you know, half in the team, half not. But I I would say to leverage the team. I mean, you have... Every restaurant has players on the team that are committed, that are passionate. And now with, you know, a younger sort of workforce, they're used to being on their phones. They're used to this TikTok, Instagram video, like leverage that, let them make videos in in the team. Obviously, you want to manage the content and what they're saying and making sure that it's really aligned with the brand vision. But I think that there's so many talented people out there and our phones make it so easy to do that. And yeah. so I think leveraging the team, who are the ones on the front line doing it anyway, mm-hmm. you know, and let their personalities come out, because your culture is alive because of your team. So let them showcase that, that culture and that environment through their, their personality and their videos.
0: Especially at this point when quite frankly, a lot of the dining rooms who are open, opening at 25, 50 percent, soon to be 75, then, then eventually 100, but even when it's at 100 percent, It's not like people are going to come flooding in, right? A lot of people are still hesitant about going out. And so when you have extra staff there, um, I've gone out to eat probably four or five times. Every single time I go out to eat, the majority of the time, the employees behind the counter are just talking to themselves, right? Because there's not a lot to do. Um, and yes. so, utilize that time. I love that it doesn't have to be a professional. You know, bring in a whole studio. It's about getting that, getting those training videos out there. At least something created to create that consistency of training. I think that I think that's a great idea, Stephanie. Um,
1: yeah. I think. Quick, just just on that note, that I, what is powerful about what you just said is that it doesn't need to be professional. And you see this in all of the different spaces. The the you know, life coaching spaces and and all of these people that are just pumping out content on Facebook and Instagram are using their phones and like the ones that are sort of doing it themselves. And they're all shaky before they even get a selfie stick. Like it's just about getting the content. And as you do it more and more and more, it will evolve. Um, And then you can get fancy with logos and text and things like that. But you're right. Just getting it going and utilizing that spare time because they have it is, is going to be key.
0: Now, how does that play into, how do do you feel like training and customer experience uh, play together? Because I know that you've got some strong opinions on, on, you know, the customer (laughs) journey and on the employee training. Um, Talk to us about that connection.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, part of defining what a brand vision is, a piece of that for me is all about what is your ideal guest experience look like? What is the first moment of contact through you know, their exit and, and the feeling of they want to come back and what are all those touch points? And I think the first step right now is redefining what that looks like, because often I've, you know, another thing that we're seeing in the space is that if you haven't gone digital with online ordering, now is certainly the time to do it because things like Uber and Grubhub are just stealing from these businesses, the amount of money that they're taking, forgive me. I have strong opinions about that too. Um, but, uh, I think that, you know, one, you have to redefine what that guest experience looks like. What is the phone etiquette? I've been having a lot of conversations in the last two weeks, and I've been writing a lot of content about the proper phone etiquette. How are we talking to guests over the phone? How are we creating that experience with our conversation? Um, and, you know, it, answering the phone is something that when you're working in restaurants, you don't want to do. But right now, that is like the most important thing you can do. Hmm. is to answer the phone and take the time and answer questions and upsell and recommend and do all of those things you would do at a table over the phone. Um, And I think once you sort of define that, then you can train those steps just like you would your steps of service, your table touches, all of that can then bleed into training. And so when you can bridge that connection of like, this is what the experience should look like, here's how we do it, and here's the behaviors and the language I need our team members to Uh, embody and execute so that this becomes a reality. And I think there's a lot of pivoting around that happening now.
0: I think that's, that's beautiful. Starting with the end in mind, um, you know, as Stephen Covey would talk about, and then getting into what do you, what do you want that, what do you want that journey to be? And then creating the training to make that happen. And then, um, having that feedback loop, right? So that way, when there are points on this journey that don't meet up with the expectations, you're hearing about that along the journey. And, and yeah. one of the things I loved about what, uh, what you've said before is it's not about just uh, measuring the customer experiences, it's about taking action on that, right? And action yeah. has two, two kind of uh, principles, the action of resolving the concern with that customer and the action of taking that up a level and saying, why did this happen and how do we fix it in our, in our processes? right? So talk to us a little bit about that.
1: I'm like getting so excited because this is like the (laughs) meat, what I love to work on. And, you know, in our conversation before, you, you know, there's the individual action, right, which is talking with the customer. And that's the whole training process in and of itself. Training managers how to really handle those moments. I actually had a conversation yesterday about that because we're finding that guests do have to wait longer for their takeout because, there's more takeout orders coming in. And so like, how do we create recovery around that conversation? So that's mm-hmm. one side. But for me, I, I dive really heavy into the team member feedback because also in our digital age and having a younger workforce, they're not the most experienced in face-to-face conversations. And so I have a couple of different feedback models that I use and that I coach. Um, about how to really have conversations and to be able to compare the behavior that you saw your team member do and the branded standard expectation that you want them to execute and where the gap is in those two things and how to have a conversation that's really positive and encouraging, but also learning and and having yeah. that person walk away understanding the difference. And And for me, taking that extra actionable steps. Like, yes, you need to deal with the customer right away, but in that same moment, you need to pivot yourself towards the team member or the team and talk about what happened, why it happened and what can we do differently so that that never happens again. And that's how we move the needle forward. I mean, you're all about reviews. If this is, this is your world. So, you know, we could collect as much data as we can, but that doesn't do anything for us if we're not taking action about it. Absolutely. And so I yeah
0: i I love that because you have to close the loop on both sides a lot of times people will take will take guest feedback and they'll close the loop with like the you know with the customer or or, sorry with with the uh, employees and say hey uh someone gave us this piece of feedback we need to fix it um and sometimes they'll close the loop with that customer right most of the time they do neither they just kind of like hear the feedback but gone are the days where we could just sit back and hear feedback. We actually need to listen, to internalize, to close the loop with that customer, to close the loop with the employee and the training. Um, I think that's beautiful. And because end of the day, loyalty isn't about loyalty. It's about loyalty isn't about them coming back uh, a 10th time for a free drink. Loyalty is about trust. And, yeah. and that's what hearing that feedback, listening to that feedback, closing it uh, with the customer, closing it with the employee and the training. Uh, that's what it's all about to create that consistency and that trust.
1: Absolutely. And it goes back to what I said earlier about building confidence, right? So the, and, and a good training program gives confidence to the team that like they joined a company that has their stuff together, right? That you, yeah. that you're organized, you have a plan for their, I don't know if I can swear, but I, I tend to, so I just touch myself. Um, I, uh, you know, having a plan for their development and laying that out, I mean, the restaurant industry is such a powerful industry. It keeps our communities going. And so, you know, the level of professionalism in those development plans is just as important as any office building, I think, because people are restaurant lifers and they want to plan. This is how they support their family. So, um, building that training program and making sure that it's clear and it has resources and learning tools, both digitally and in print that they can touch in the restaurant and go to in the restaurant is so important. Um, And because it builds confidence in that team member. And when your team feels safe, when they feel valued, they're going to spread that onto the customer experience. And then that's how we build trust with the consumers again, right now, which is so important.
0: Awesome. Uh, what, what, is, what would be your final piece of advice for uh, listeners and viewers?
1: Don't cut the training program. <laughs> <laughs> Lean into your trainers. They are loyal to you and to your brand and they have so much to offer. And I think just, just listen and involve them and, and create that buy-in and, and make sure to put training as a focus because the rest of the operation will, will fall
0: from there. Awesome, here are my takeaways. One, um, get innovative about reopening, look at outdoor space, especially patio. Two, go digital, go digital with uh, employee safety, remote interviews, training, online ordering, make sure you're going digital. If you haven't, you're behind, get on that. Uh, Number three, yeah, call Stephanie. Number three, leverage the team to make a lot of that content. You've got some great people out there, doesn't need to be uh, perfect, just needs to be done. Four, connect training and operations um, <clears throat> with your customer experience. And five, don't cut training.
1: <laughs> I love it. Um,
0: yeah. Stephanie, how do people find you?
1: Uh, I am online. I'm building a brand new website because I'm also utilizing this time to innovate and pivot and get my stuff together. So I hope to launch my website in June, but it'll be stephjarm.com.
0: Awesome. Uh, Well, today's ovation goes to you, Stephanie. So grateful for you coming on, for you uh, keeping that training alive and helping people find their new way in this new normal. So thank you, Stephanie.
1: Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you. This is really great.
0: Glad you're with us today and thank you. Thank you to the risk takers, the troublemakers, the crazies who are keeping this world clothed and fed. You're the ones who deserve an ovation. Again, this podcast was sponsored by Ovation. To see how we can help you grow your business, go to ovationup.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, remember to give someone in your life an ovation today.